The statistics are grim. One in five working moms say they've been passed over for an important assignment or for a promotion because they have children. And women who take even one year off to have kids come back to earn 40% less than their peers. Working moms outpace, outperform, and outwork their peers. So why don't companies make an effort to support working moms? And how can working moms advocate for themselves in the workplace and in their careers? Frankly, we're tired of asking for a seat at the table. It's time to make our own table, and we're going to talk about how. I'm Zabine Mirza, and this is Moms at Work. Friends and fans, welcome to another episode of Moms at Work. I'm Zabine Mirza, and this is the official Jobs.Mom podcast. We're going to be talking today about something called deep work. Now, I did not know what deep work was until I spoke to our guest today, and when I did, I realized um, that I am not working as deeply as I should be, and maybe most of us aren't. Um, And so to speak on what is deep work, um, why should we be working deeply, and what are we doing instead, and how is it hurting us, and, and basically to set us on the right course as we are um, floating aimlessly in space. Uh, It became apparent to me after um, (laughs) learning from her. We have Doreen Steenland. She's a transformational neuroscience coach. She's also an official jobs.mom contributor. If you've been following her work on jobs.mom, she has been uh, contributing the Unhackable Mom series. Doreen, thanks for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Doreen, first of all, you know, you said this, and and for those of you, you know, you can't see Doreen, but I can see Doreen. And Doreen sits here on the other side of my screen, exuding a very calm, tranquil aura. (laughs) And um, she has clearly achieved transformation, and she has clearly achieved deepness of whatever it is that allows her to be this way. Whereas um, I, on the other hand, I'm sitting in the whirlpool of chaos. I, <laughs> I'm not exuding anything, I don't think, remotely resembling tranquility. And a lot of it is because, Doreen, I'm doing 7,000 different things. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm doing any of them well. And um you say that this is a common affliction that working mothers especially have and that we need to work at becoming unhackable. What is that? Yeah, so thank you for asking. The The problem is we are in an information age and we are constantly being distracted. Our minds are constantly being tugged and it makes us function in a state of confusion almost. It's like, our bodies are made up of systems and our brains are like computers. And um, when we are being hacked, and when we talk about being an unhackable mom, when we are being hacked, it's like our computer is going in circles. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, hopefully, because I really want to get into that deeply. But Deep work is the process of of working in a focused, uninterrupted, and undistracted way that pushes your cognitive abilities above and beyond everybody else. And I just want to say that it's impossible for us to work deeply all the time. 
Okay, this is something that takes intention. It's something that takes brain training. And it's something that we can only do for our max of four hours a day. So I don't want you to take I don't want you to be too hard on yourself. And I don't want your listeners to be too hard on yourself. Because we cannot live like this all day long. Our brains cannot handle it. Right. Okay. So this is really important. So let's let's break down what you just said. Yes. Deep work is when we are able to focus um, focus wholly on a task at hand and shut out distractions, shut out other things. And maybe it's not for long periods of time. As you mentioned, it's, it's not feasible. We're humans. Right. But even if it's for short bursts of time, 20 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And, you know, during there are all these, um, you know, there's all this research as well about how people study, right? Some people yeah. will sit there and study for hours and hours. It's not effective. They say study in 20 minute intervals, take a break, 20 minute intervals, take a break. And you have some tips for for achieving deep work, right? Because I've I've had to, you know, turn off the tabs and turn off the sound and remove the phone and get rid of the pings and threaten my kids upstairs to be quiet. I mean, what are what are some of the tips for achieving deep work? Yes, I. I before we get to the tips, can I just tell you what's going on in your brain when we're not truly focused? When we aren't focused, our brain um, we think we're multitasking, but it's actually called switch tasking. And switch tasking is when we are going back and forth between uh, Facebook and our work, um, answering emails and our work. And it's not focusing on the same task at the same time. And what happens is our brains leave behind this, this foggy material called attention residue. And it's like we're working stoned when we work in that state, okay? We work 40% less effective when we are switch tasking. Now, multitasking is a thing and we can multitask when we are focusing on one thing. Let me say, for example, when we drive a car. When we drive a car, we're looking in front of us down the road. We're putting the blinker on. We're looking at our destination, how we're going to get there. We check the rear view mirror. That's multitasking, but it all involves one specific thing. So oh, that's brilliant. Yes. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant analogy because yes. what we actually think is multitasking is not multitasking. It's no. switch tasking. Yes. And that's why what we're doing, we make mistakes. It's inefficient. It takes longer, right? Yes. And there are benefits. You know, it, it's it's easy. And I'm a huge skeptic. And a lot of people, you know, are huge skeptics. Doreen, this sounds like some really like new age, <laughs> you know, the aliens, yeah. uh, you know, are, are are, you know, beaming us with with moonbeams kind of thing. But but it's not because you're right, because when we try to quote unquote multitask, we find we're not doing anything well. We find we're not um, being as productive. We're not putting out our best work. We're taking too much time. Yes. Um, and there is a difference between switch tasking and multitasking, switch tasking being just jumping from thing to thing to thing, whereas you had mentioned multitasking is focusing on one primary task and doing secondary tasks to support the achievement of that yes. primary task. Yes, absolutely correct there. And so we need to quit the multitasking, I mean, quit the switch tasking and focus on um, pouring our attention into what is exactly in front of us. You know, shallow work is 
answering emails, it's producing reports, it's flitting from meeting to meeting. And just think about your days, how, how they go. You can be super busy going from meeting to meeting and, and answering 5,000 emails a day, but you walk away and you haven't really produced anything of meaning. That's shallow work. That's work that that um, that a smart college grad can can accomplish. But we are professional women, and we are being hired to create beautiful ideas and big thoughts, right? So when we don't take the time to work in this deep work area, um, we're 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 really downplaying what we can do as women. I believe that as women, we can create brilliant ideas if we took that space apart from the, the, the switch tasking and really sat and, and, and thought, think about our thinking. That's so important because what you're talking about, shallow work, right? Mm -hmm. This is what we as mothers are doing all the time, yes. right? Especially in the pandemic, right? Where our kids are at home, we're working from home, we're teaching them from home, yes. we're, you know, the dogs and the landscapers and the delivery and, you know, all of this going on. At the end of every day, I feel so tired, yes. but I sit there and I think, what have I actually accomplished? And so at six o'clock, at seven o'clock, after a day of flitting from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, I sit down to do work right? And that's a grave injustice to myself, but also, um, you know, it causes burnout. Yes. It holds us back from optimal performance. Yes. It is a detriment to our own career advancement prospects, yes. right? Because at the end of the day, going from meeting to meeting to meeting, you're sitting there and you're in meetings, but you're not actually doing the work, right? Yes. And so we need to make that shift, Doreen. So how do we do that? Okay, I want you, I, my, I have a friend, Kathy, a colleague, Kathy, who puts it like this. Imagine you wake up in the morning and you're getting ready for work and you are scooping up a stack of poker chips, okay? And we're gonna call them focus chips. And we scoop up this pack of chips and we take them with us. And each chip represents a total of our mental focus for the day. Okay. And when our poker chips are gone, we don't have the concentration left. And that leads us to what you're talking about, feeling exhausted and burnt out. And un like people will say, I'm just fried. I need to veg out. That's because we've expended all of our poker chips on the things that aren't important. Wow. Now, how do we decide? Yes. So good. So good. So what I'm go I, what I recommend is taking um taking time every day to do what I call a brain dump. And when we're talking about doing a brain dump, it's taking it's taking a piece of paper and everything that is on our list to do for the day, everything that's in our brain, our worries, our thoughts, our commands, everything that is distracting us gets put on a piece of paper. And then you sort it, right? What do I need to do? What do I need to delegate? What do I need to dump, right? And now all of these thoughts are safe on a piece of paper. <laughs> So we don't have to carry them in our brain anymore because our brains can only handle four to seven things at one time in our brains. 
realize that for a second because four to seven things in our brains is um, a very, very small amount of, of space, right? And all of the things that we carry on our brains as moms is um, distracting us and keeping us um, ineffective. Yeah. And, and this is really funny. It's, it, this is really funny. And I'm laughing because, you know, I have this conversation with my husband all the time, mm-hmm. right? So I'll tell him, can you do this? Can you fix this? Can you help me with this? And he'll say, well, do you want me to teach you so you can do it? And I say, no, because if I learn something new, I'm going to forget something important. (laughs) And my bucket is full. And this is what I keep telling. My bucket is full. I literally have not space for one more drop. So you need to fix this, whatever it's the printer or, you know, hang this or fix or whatever it is. Yes. I'm sure I could do it. And he, tell, he tells me it's really easy. You can figure it out. I'm sure I can. Yes. But my bucket is full. But I need to recognize that that's, a, that's an impediment to me that I have a full bucket, yes. right? That I can't take on new things. And, and if I do, because it is necessary, I'm losing things on the back end and I need to dump them out is what you're saying. They need to be removed from our brain so that we can take this time to do deep work. So what would deep work look like? It would look like um, blocking your time. And I know you've all heard about time blocking before, but seriously, if you just took one hour or even 20 minutes of your time first thing in the morning and you didn't look at emails and you did this brain dump and you got everything out of your head and you've done your sorting and now you're ready, like your brain is fresh and you're going to take maybe 20 minutes to an hour, all tabs, everything off on your computer and really focus on producing a large quantity of valuable ideas and work that is going to make you indispensable as a woman in in your workforce. Um, Because what we can do in 20 minutes to an hour of unfocused work, which is this deep work, is probably like four hours of work. Seriously. Yeah. So on the average, what we do in four hours distracted, we could do in 20 minutes to an hour. So just imagine yourself in the workplace and your colleagues are saying to you, how are you accomplishing so much, right? because you've learned to train your brain and and take these times to do this deep work. And I want to say I'm not brilliant. I did not come up with any of these ideas. They are Cal Newport, um, Stephen Kotler, um, Carrie Oberbrunner, all of these big thinkers that have come up with this and it's in alignment with neuroscience. So now they are able to prove that this is actually true, that you can be at least 100% more productive in a shorter period of time if we take that space. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I am a chronic procrastinator, not because I like procrastinating because I have in my mind, some sort of delusion that (laughs) my best work is performed under the gun under the wire with like five minutes to go. And I fully recognize that this is not the way to live. I mean, it's (laughs) it's not the way to live, Doreen. It is not the way to live. And, 
you know, I will, and, and I have an excellent team that recognizes this delusion that I have. And so they have learned to manage me properly where they give me, you know, milestones. Like we need X by this date and Y by this date with the full knowledge that even by that milestone that they've given me, it'll be like three hours before it that I start to work on it. But that's how they started to manage me. But it's not the way to live. And you absolutely need to, as you had mentioned, you know, be deliberate with how you use your time and not waste any of it. And that's not to say, and it's easy, you know, for, for people to say, don't waste your time. As a mom, it feels like we're never wasting anything because on my way, I'll give you an example. I walked into the door. Mm-hmm. I brought one of my kids home from judo. They go to judo. I walked into the door and in the walk from the front door to the kitchen, I picked up a water bottle put away two pairs of shoes, um, threw a, a, a dirty t-shirt down into the hamper. Yeah. I, you know, just in that 30 second walk, right from the door to the kitchen where I had dropped my keys, I did 15 tasks and that is literally my entire day. Yes. But, and, and so when people tell me, you know, you don't want to waste time, I don't understand what they're talking about, because I'm always doing something. But what you're saying is I'm not doing the right things at the right time because I haven't planned accordingly. And we have to build that habit. So how do we build that habit? Because it's easy to say, Zabine, take the time and 20 minutes a day. It's a habit that we have to build. How do we do that? Yeah. So I think we need to build rituals into our work day, okay? We need to choose a workspace that's dedicated to this deep work. Um, Let's say you go to your office and you say, when I put this sign up, I am not to be disturbed for one hour. That means no emails, no phone calls, no anything. And, And you can arrange for this to happen. And some people do their best work when they wake up in the morning before the family, like, it sounds like you have younger kids, Sabine. So for you, it might be at 5am before they wake up, taking an hour or 20 minutes to really organize your day and do this deep thinking, so that you can have everything all prepared and aligned for your day so that you can use your time the best. So choosing a workspace that's dedicated to deep work, it's quiet, there's no distractions, there's, um, you're not going to have your phone on, you're not going to have your computer in the background running, right? We're going to reduce the distractions, the noise, you got to make sure you're fed, you can't be hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Or you're not going to think, right? Because our brains don't work well if they don't have the energy. So it's important to create the environment for this deep work and and the commitment. Like nothing can interrupt this time, right? We think when when a, a message comes in in our email, we are pro we have programmed our brains that it is urgent and we need to answer it immediately. And that is how we have trained our brains. We have trained our brains for distraction. When in fact, nothing is that urgent, that it needs our attention within that 20 minutes to an hour. Really think about this. Even our kids could wait 20 minutes to have a piece of toast. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? You're right because especially with technology and social media and, you know, work culture, we have developed this collective instant gratification mindset. That means we need to be gratified instantly and we need to gratify instantly. And we have lost the art of patience and waiting and prioritizing. And, you know, in many ways, it's fantastic because it's a a, a 24-hour live news cycle. And that's also the death of uh, of all of us, that it's a 24-hour news cycle, right? Yes. Um, but we do need... We do need to unplug, and it doesn't have to be for days. It could be for 10 minutes. Yes. It could be for 20 minutes. And I think that's what's so, so important about what you're saying is let's be realistic. We don't live in a world where we have the privilege to unplug, yeah. right, completely. But I have equated it to kind of like caffeine withdrawal, right? So like the first day is really hard. And then the subsequent days get a little easier. But I have found that as soon as I see a little notification that I have an email, I'm itching to see what it is. I'm itching to read it. I I can't focus on anything else until I read it and, and scratch that itch, right? But I have to train myself to say, no, um, 20 minutes. You're going to wait 20 minutes to read the scene. I may have nothing to do in 20 minutes, right? It never happens. I have three young children. But (laughs) let's say even I had nothing to do for 20 minutes, for 20 minutes, I would not look at my phone. And um, it makes a difference, not just for your productivity and your performance during, but for your mental health, for your mental health. And I was, I had lost my phone uh, once, (laughs) once. Seven years ago, and I still like think about it. I lost my phone once seven years ago. Full disclosure, it fell into the sea when I went fishing, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I and I didn't have it for three days. So day one, I was like, you know, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, anxiety, hives. I mean, I was having a visceral physical reaction. Yes. And then I realized this is really great, right? I came to this realization at the end of like the second day, right? It took me like 48 hours to get there. Sure. When I got a new phone three days later and all the data had translated, do you know how many things were on the phone waiting for my attention that were absolutely code critical? How many? Zero. Yes. Zero. (laughs) Zero. Exactly. I could not believe it because I imagined that I am this extremely important person (laughs) And the entire world is going to halt to a stop, come to a stop, come to a grinding halt if I didn't respond three days during. Yes. People figured their things out. Exactly. Right? (laughs) I mean, I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I could not. And it was such a blow to my ego for sure. (laughs) But it, it really taught me that lesson. Yes. You know, that... Things can wait. And, you know, we talk about this all the time during that you teach people how to treat you, right? Yes. You, you set those boundaries, right? Yeah. So, Doreen, be- before we wrap up, you know, you talk about being unhackable, right? Yeah. Being, you know, par- partaking in deep work is uh, born from 
being unhackable. One of the things that you can do when you are unhackable, your mind is unhackable, is that you can perform deep work. But how do we start putting up those barriers and how do we start creating that shield around our mind so that we can be truly unhackable? Yeah. So part of it is recognizing when we start to feel confused, when we start to feel like we're not enough, like we're not doing enough, those are signs and symptoms to us that we, our brain is being stretched and we've been hacked. Okay. So as women, we often feel like that when we run out of those poker chips. Think about this. When we run out of those, that that energy, those poker chips at the end, end of the day. What happens to our patients with our family? What happens to our patients with an unruly colleague? Down the gutter, right? Yeah. So we need to choose how we are going to uh, remain unhackable by closing some of these tabs and creating rituals of, of space for work, space for home life, and learn how to be truly present for our people when we are with them. And one of those rituals that w w I'm, I'm suggesting that we do is a shutdown ritual every day, right? Every day when we are done with work, I, what I'm recommending is you do this shutdown ritual and what happens when you do this is it closes all the mental loops and keeps us from bringing our work home. Okay, yeah. check your email one last time. Make sure nothing urgent is missing. Review your to-do list for tomorrow and make sure everything is in line for the next few days. And, and say to yourself the words, the shutdown is complete. And then you shut down. You're not answering work emails when you go home. You're not giving your attention to work when it needs to be with your family. Because where your legacy, where your attention goes, your legacy flows. Carrie Oberburner says that. So if we're home and we're still physically, physically at home, but emotionally and mentally at work, we are not providing for our family the legacy that we want to provide because we're not even really present for them. We're scattered, right? We're hacked. We're wow. half in, half out, you know? Yeah, and, and oh, that's, that's so powerful where your attention goes, your legacy flows, yes. right? Yes, And And that is so profound because I think we don't realize, you know, you know, if I've been focusing on X, why is Y not working out? Well, because you haven't been focusing on Y. If I've been focusing on Y, why is Z not working? Well, because you haven't been focusing on Z. And, you know, some of us are listening and, and going to say, well, Doreen, you know, you have the luxury to switch off at 6 p.m. What if, you know, we have an urgent client or a program or a campaign or a deal? And so I've been in that situation. What I have said is, okay, guys, I am turning off and shutting off or logging off from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Yes. I will be back on. Hard stop, right? Six yes. to eight. You're not going to see me, hear from me. Don't expect a response. I will be back on from 8 to 11 p.m., for example, if we're working on international. During this time, 6 to 8, these are the things that you should be doing. These are the things that you can work on while you're waiting for me to come back online. Beautiful. But those two hours, this is what I need to do for my family because otherwise, you know, yeah. uh, it's not going to work. And I think this is a realistic 
way that you can take time off, focus on your family. And if you need to work later at night at home, you tell them these are the hours and it's not like you leave them high and dry for those few hours when you're logged up. You give them things that they can work on to do. You can share work with them to review that you have done from before so that they can get back to you with feedback when you do log back on. Yes. We have to be realistic about it. Exactly. Right? And and what I'm what you're recommending is beautiful because what you're recommending is deep work with your family, right? Right. That two hours is for your family. And you'll never get that two hours back. Yeah. Absolutely. You will never get that two hours back. But guess what? The work will still be there tomorrow, just like when your phone went in the water. Um, uh, the, there was nothing really. And nobody that, cared. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot but, believe it. Seven years later, Doreen, <laughs> I'm still smarting from the wounds yes. that nobody cared. <laughs> but your relationships matter, right? And yes. that two hours with your family, saving those poker chips for your family so that you can be present for them and really listen about their day at school. Listen about what happened in their life and be there for them because those moments are part of your legacy and you're not going to get them back. Yeah. That's that's amazing. I mean, Doreen, this has been such an insightful, insightful and inspirational conversation with you because it's not you telling us like you can do better and be no, motivated. No, no. It's, it's you telling us, listen, you've got a thousand things going on, maybe a million things, yes. right? But this is how you're going to manage to do all of them. And this is how you're going to manage to do all of them well. And I love especially what you were talking about is creating the rituals. Yeah. Um, the shutdown protocol at the end of the day. It sounds stupid, but say the words out loud, I am shutting down. I am done now because it makes it real. Um, I love to talk about the difference between switch tasking and multitasking. We think we're multitasking. We're really not, right? Right. Um, and, And all of these are so immensely valuable and will go such a long way um, to really become unhackable, yes. as you mentioned. And I want to say one more thing, that this is like going to the gym, okay? Right. When we start to exercise our brains like this, it's hard work. I don't want to say that this is going to be easy, ladies, but guess what? The fruit from it is going to be just like having your beach body. Right. <laughs> right. Which I'm also working towards. All right. So we're I, all working for that. We're all working towards, you know, I have this baby weight that I've been saying and people keep, yeah. people are so kind. They're like, oh, you just had a baby. Yeah. It's been 10 months now. So we need to, <laughs> we needs to go to the mental and physical gym. I'll, I'll tell you that Doreen, but um, Doreen Steenland, transformational neuroscience coach, jobs.mom contributor, expert, and now my official adopted life coach and guru. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here, Doreen. Thank you for having me, Sabina. It's, it's been just a pleasure to be with you. You are a delight. And I, I, oh. I appreciate all the work you're doing in the middle of all of the stuff that you have going on. And but, the 30 pounds of baby weight that right. I got to well, lose. Well, yeah. just, just be patient. That'll come. It's like going right. to the gym, right? We're exercising our brains. We're exercising. It's all good. Absolutely. And and for those of you that want to follow more of Doreen's work, you can visit jobs.mom and her Unhackable Mom series. You can also follow Doreen on social media. We'll share her handles in the episode direction uh, description. Um, and for all of you that have listened, um, please, please, 
you know, set aside that that five minutes even. Yes. Maybe the 20 minutes is a lot. Set aside the five minutes every day to really focus yourself to say, what do I need to do today? And, and what were the three Ds? What do I need to do? What do I need to delegate? And what do I need to dump? Yes. Um, and I think that will go a long way as we we all work towards um, becoming unhackable and as we all work towards being this serene um, zen that that uh, Doreen is, as, as we all work towards achieving that. And um, until next time, work on it. Go to the gym, real and metaphorical. <laughs> um, I'm Zabine Mirza, and this was Moms at Work. Follow us on social media. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out more episodes at jobs.mom slash moms at work. Yo.